Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. We're excited to be here on this Thanksgiving week with you. I am thankful to be here. I know. Thank you. I am Sarah, and I'm with my husband, Don. And every week we say, like, I'm the host and you're the co-host, but really we're just co-hosting together. It's a joint thing. And last week I headed up the episode, but you still called me the co-host. Well, I said hostess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we just had a donut. And so there you go. We had a hostess donut. <laughs> just a little tidbit for you. We just had a donut. So this week, Don had some thoughts. You had some thoughts that you're going to share with us as we head into Thanksgiving. That's right. And I based that off of uh, last week when we talked about journaling mm-hmm. and writing things down and how healthy that is for us. And we have started journaling. I was going to say, before you tell us what we're going to talk about, let's give a little update. Have we taken our own advice? And we have. Yeah. Both of us. It's been a couple of nights where I've been able to just jot down some ideas and thoughts. And And it's been manageable because we didn't even talk about it together, really. We didn't like leave that episode or that week of talking about those things before it and have like this goal in mind. Or I feel like we took the advice as if a listener, you guys might have taken the advice and just started slow. Which was what we were kind of saying in the episode, right? Was Yeah, so congratulations to anyone who yeah. decided so to journal. Yeah, so if any of you guys, we had a couple people reach out Hopefully, and tell us that yeah. it inspired them to start doing that, and especially with gratitude, like you were saying. So the benefits of journaling, we'll be able to see those down the road, but gratitude, especially during Thanksgiving, why don't we talk about that? Because that's what everybody talks about during Thanksgiving. That's true. But we did have some some unique ideas, and even a little bit of research that I looked at and the benefits of gratitude. Maybe I'll start with the study out of Berkeley that was a few years ago, 2017, and they looked at over 300 people, the majority of them were college students, who were seeking counseling or therapy um, for emotional reasons. And they asked them in these three groups, all of them received standard therapy, but they divided them into three groups, one of them just standard therapy, the other one received an, an assignment to I'd like you to journal down all the things that upset you, all the things you're unsatisfied with in life. Focus on on what's troubling you and, and get those out onto paper. That could be therapeutic. So these people did that. With the other group, the third group, they said, we'd like you to focus on the things you're grateful for. Keep a gratitude journal, if you will. Um, and write down or count your many blessings was a phrase they actually used in there, which is a song we sing. And these people focused more in their writing the words we came out it was more community rather than i'm upset and i'm angry at this and i'm with that it was we when i'm with my friends or with others they involved other people and they found that at the end of that um even four weeks after and 12 weeks after therapy had ended they still surveyed these people and those people who expressed gratitude were happier and more content with life even four weeks and 12 weeks afterwards. They said they didn't expect that because usually it tends to diminish, but it even increased. And they said, we think it may have changed the way they use their brains now to look at life. Interesting. And so it progressively makes them better. Let me clarify what you just said. You said the people who did the gratitude journal four weeks and 12 weeks out weren't just more happy than the previous two groups, but they were happier than even they were at the beginning. So as the weeks went by, they became more happy yes with themselves or whatever yes at four weeks they were happy at eight weeks they were even happier than at four weeks and then at 12 weeks they were even happier than that 
What's that like um, financial term that I'm trying to think right now? Compound it interest? It progresses with interest, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what that made it me compounds. think of. It compounds. Yeah, I love that. One of their findings of the study was that gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. So they just learned to phrase things differently because they started writing things they were grateful for. And your brain rewards you for that. You feel better, so you're like, I'm going to start using those phrases. Yeah. Um, but I would love to know, this is not what the episode is on right now, but I want to know about that second group that had to just journal all of the negative things. Because that sounds awful. And sometimes it is therapeutic and there is a place for that to just kind of unleash all of those things, which we did talk about last week with writing, but I want to know, how did they feel? Maybe they just kind of leveled out. I'm sure it wasn't the same result, like they just got more and more unhappy, but they really like developed a habit while they were there of just focusing on the negative. I want to know, was therapy even helping you at that point? But I just... think if you look around, you'll see those people who focus on negative. Right, that's a lot what of people I mean. Do. So I would love to yeah. know that side of the study. The other thing they said, and they asked them to write a letter to someone telling them how grateful they were. But even if they didn't mail those letters, and they said a lot of people didn't yeah. mail the letters, it still helped mm -hmm. just to write it down and review it in your mind. So it's not like yeah. you have to go around shouting out to everybody how grateful you are. Just write it down or pray about it. Right, just saying Express those it, things in gratitude. in written word, saying it. Mm -hmm. And then they did mention that it does take time. Week one, they didn't see a big difference. Week two and three, they didn't see a big difference. But it was after the, you know, eight weeks of counseling or whatever, and then they saw that spread happen. Right. And then four weeks later and even 12 weeks after, they were done totally with counseling. So just because you wrote it down today, don't expect tomorrow, okay, my life's going to be totally better tomorrow. But get in the habit of it. Yeah. Just like running or anything else you mm -hmm. do, exercise, it takes but a while to feel good about I it. I do think that there is something true about focusing, even if you can just sit down, when you see that your mind has become overwhelmed or you hear yourself back saying the negative things and you just need to like take a minute and sit down and kind of breathe through it and then focus on a few things that you're grateful for, I think it can kind of change your mood quickly or in an instant. It might not be lasting like what you're saying, create this habit and then you just more focus on those things more often. But in a moment of just self-reflection uh -huh. and saying those things and especially to pray it or say it to somebody else and just give gratitude. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like, and we just heard today a quote from President Nelson, our prophet, who said as a medical professional, they look for medications that are rapid when you have a migraine you want it to happen right now so it's got to be rapid onset mm -hmm. they call it and then they look for a duration of the drug how long is the drug still effective and he said gratitude was both rapid and long lasting mm -hmm. if we've just expressed gratitude so like you said it uh, kind of does change right away yeah even though in the study they said you'll see this progressively over time but just by stopping taking a deep, deep breath and say I am grateful yeah. that I have an opportunity to do something with whatever happened to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that, the compound interest and how it can build, but also that it can be immediate if that's just where we put our focus. The other thought that I had, thanks, is <laughs> from a, uh, everybody knows Viktor Frankl, everybody's heard of him, mm -hmm. and Stephen Covey him quoted before. him, yeah, the man searched for meaning, and we quoted him last time on the podcast, from Austria. And the Nazis came in and took over and put him in the prison camp. Another man was born. His name was David Steindl Rast. 
And Can you say that five times fast? Well, I had to look at it, yeah, correctly. to make sure, yeah. So he was born in uh, Vienna, Austria, and he followed kind of that same path of psychology and, and medicine. And he was part of the Nazi regime. They recruited him when he was uh, a teenager all through his, his growing up years. So he was on the opposite side well, of Victor they forced Frankel's him. story. Yes, right, they forced still, him to come in, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but when he came to America, he joined a, uh, a monastery. He became a monk. Yes. And so he, he wrote and studied about uh, happiness and gratitude and actually gave a TED Talk, which you can look up on the benefits of gratitude. One of the things he said um, was that you don't always have to be grateful for what's happened to you, the event itself. Right. My, my dog died. My, I broke my arm. I, it's not the event, but you can still be grateful for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I now get to see life from a different perspective. Or I now finally get to take time off work and let myself heal uh, my arm, but my mind heals because I get a chance to rest and read. Or So look for the opportunity in what happens to you with gratitude. thought that I just had was Russell O. Nelson in the past has also said that is it the happiness of our lives is not tied to the circumstances, the circumstances of our lives, but it's tied to the focus of our Correct. lives. And that's what, in both of those examples, that's what they're, you know, what they're doing. Right. They're, it's where their focus is. Because Viktor Frankl, did he have any other, like, would anybody have judged anybody in any of those circumstances for just... Being unhappy being when unhappy they killed his wife, like, killed his daughters, killed his family, right. put him in a prison camp, stripped him of everything. But it wasn't about his circumstances, right. it was about his faith, and it was about being connected with other people. I'm sure connection with the people around him really helped. Him to have gratitude and even in those worst of circumstances there were still instances and times where he could see like god's hand in his life he could recognize wasn't alone or mm -hmm. as another topic the prisoners he noticed that took care of other people survived longer those who served yeah were the ones that survived longer just the that. act of service yes lifted their spirits mm -hmm. and made them healthier yeah, which so, was the thought that I had, but go ahead with to, your To point. all of our listeners, think about opportunities that have happened to you, like our friend had, had shared with us, uh, David, Brother David as they call him. Mm -hmm. That These are opportunities. You don't get to control what happens to you in life, but you do get to control how you react to those. And that's what Viktor Frankl said. They can take away my liberty and throw me in a prison, but they can't take away my freedom. I have the freedom to choose and react however I want to. Yeah. What was the thing you just said before that was about service? It was the oh, prisoners who were serving. Right. And like, is this not the best time for people to... Oh, Thanksgiving This really Christmas is the time. And where that is wonderful and it adds so much to the season and to the time that we're in and all of the things that we do traditionally and spiritually or whatever your practices are and the things that you do with your families and stuff it, it it does really add to that and help build the season doesn't it i think an overall consensus like in our communities is like that builds but what happens in january <laughs> and why can't we keep serving then right, or right. in february or in march and not last year oh it was 2020 before we knew how serious the pandemic was going to be before we knew that like in March, it was going to shut down basically the world. Um, there's somebody who I follow who put out this gratitude journal like the year before. 
And so I had it and I was using it. And they, like in January, announced that in March they were going to have a gratitude challenge. And they challenged everybody who were listeners and followers to have this gratitude practice daily for 30 days or however many uh-huh. days are in March. And it was so profound to the people who were involved in watching the community online that I was watching and listening to her podcast because they didn't know what was happening in March. Yeah. And a lot of people had a lot of reason to really be negative and it was a good way to just shift our focus a little bit. And I thought that was really, but that was just something that like they had pointed out, like we can be grateful more than just in November and we can be grateful more than just at Thanksgiving around our table. Like, do we talk about gratitude with our families when it's not Thanksgiving? Right, I like that. <laughs> you know? And that also proves God can inspire people who are willing and want to help and bless other people. Yeah. No matter who they are. It was just really neat. Yeah, and she was inspired that it had happened that. to be right at that time. This same brother David in his TED Talk shared, this is what will help you be grateful. Imagine something that is valuable and important to you that you have. Mm -hmm. So it has value. But it's something that was gifted to you that you did not earn. How easy is it to express gratitude for that? So if it's something I've worked for and and earned money and I have that thing, I appreciate it because I worked hard for it. But I don't flow and gush with gratitude. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this thing. And for me, because you've... You've told me this before, but what I, I have a hard time thinking like, is are they just talking about like one thing? But just in our lives, I have a big, beautiful house or I have a really fancy, expensive car and I have this and I, it's not about just like one thing, but just people's lifestyles, right? Is that what you're kind of saying? Like they worked so hard, they hit the pavement, they sacrificed all these years and they built up their business or whatever. And so they're saying, this is all because of me. Right. I worked so hard for all of this. Well, and, and it's just not something that you gush about and say, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for these yeah. things. If someone were to walk up and hand you a million dollars or hand you a Rolls Royce or whatever is so valuable to you and yeah. say, here's a gift. I just want to give it to you. No one says, ah, that's cool. I've earned it. Mm-hmm. They gush with gratitude and say, oh, my heart's just flowing over. Maybe even tears come out. They're so grateful. So it's something that you didn't earn. Now, shift that and put on your spiritual eyes. Right. To any of out in the audience, see if you can imagine this. Everything you get from God is a blessing. And what he reminds us, Brother David, even the breath we breathe is a gift from God. So be grateful for the things you have in your life and express that to God. You did not earn that. But all the things that we do came from him to begin with. So even if it's, I'm so healthy because I do A, B, and C. Right. Well, God gave me the The opportunity and the ability to do those things or helped me to have the intelligence and the frame of mind that I could go to 12 years of school and be a doctor or whatever. So it's, I think it's just taking all of the accumulation of the things that we've done ourselves because I think there is a space for that work or mm-hmm. agency to magnify, those, magnify things, yeah. those things but the root was it came from god right and giving him that so that helps if you're thinking about gratitude start understanding instead of the entitlement mentality that everyone seems to talk about nowadays mm-hmm. that no i've earned it and i'm grateful for nothing and we really do have a, an ungrateful generation and of entitled 
uh, people. Here's the dichotomy of that. Is dichotomy the right word? I guess Tell so. Tell me after I explain if I used the right word. What's interesting that just came to my mind, and you people listening can probably relate, is we're slow to remember God in our gratitude for all of the things that we have like helped ourselves to gain or to get okay. right in life. Mm-hmm. But how quickly are people able to turn on God and blame him when things out of our control affect our lives? My yeah, car yeah. got hit or I don't know. Yeah, why did God do this to me? Yes. Yeah. Or all the different things that had nothing to do with our agency happens because of mortality, because of other people, just because of circumstances or because of COVID, any of the other things. And now it's God's fault. God's so we'll like give this. him all the credit when it's bad and we quickly forget him in our gratitude and when it's good. God's like the stepdad. He gets blamed for everything bad. <laughs> Ooh, that's that a whole happens. other episode, you guys. <laughs> it's the irony of how people yes, react. But yeah. I love, yeah, and if we can just, yeah, remember that. And then you were saying something a second ago that made me think about this idea that gratitude begets gratitude. And so like a, a simple example is whenever you're looking for a new car, what happens? We go out and we look, you know, we find this car and we just love it and we look at it. And then what happens? We don't buy it right away. And then what happens? Yeah. You start noticing it everywhere. It's everywhere. Hey, one Everybody has yeah. them. They're all over town where you'd never noticed it before. Because you put it on the forefront of your mind. Yes. And so do you feel like that's true with gratitude? Can gratitude begets gratitude? gratitude. And in the study, they did show that those people became happier and, that's probably and saw why. things from a different way. And they actually did MRIs. I didn't mention that. They did MRIs to see what part of the brain was operating. And those who had therapy and were thinking negative, that was a logical front part of the brain. The midbrain was more expansive and more creative. And that was those who express gratitude yeah so it does begin because more gratitude. the days went it by they probably able. started to notice more and more yeah and just gave that credit or just had that gratitude for everything yeah. Where, you know before maybe it started with a list of three and then it expanded and then it expanded and so i think i like that idea of gratitude begets gratitude and i would challenge you guys try it gbg S- see if i'm wrong gbg there you go hashtag, let's start a hashtag gratitude and also, I was thinking about Viktor Frankl again and wondering about that connection piece and the service and the prisoners were serving other yeah. prisoners. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about that connection, but also the service and the sacrifice, because I'm sure there was a lot of sacrifice involved in there, too. I don't know what kind of food they had. Maybe they got like one piece of bread. I wonder how many of them broke their bread and gave mm-hmm. half to somebody else who was more sick than them. And so... That idea of just like sacrifice and unity of serving others and how that brings more gratitude for what we have. Um, And so I was just thinking that gratitude can really bring a spirit of peace. It can bring unity. Um, It can invite like commonality. You know, they just probably began to love one another when they served each other, even in a horrible circumstance. Mm -hmm. They were probably also empathetic towards one another. It didn't matter where they had come from before. They were all on the same, like they were all equals. From our perspective as parents with our children, how much more willing are we and how much more potential do we see in a child who is grateful for opportunities that we give them? 
and expresses gratitude when we come up with an idea they're grateful for that opportunity versus no no i don't want to do that i don't like this i and it's yeah. more me and focused on them and they didn't get exactly what they want for christmas so they're gonna the whole christmas is ruined mm-hmm. and that's us sometimes when the lord sends us through trials that will help us and let us grow and become more mature and see life from a much better perspective and and really make us happier in the long run how often do we throw that aside and say my life sucks christmas sucks um i don't like the gift that he's given me and in our immaturity and it's just because the kids are young and they'll see it when they get older and it's in our spiritual immaturity when we get upset at God and angry and I'm so unhappy with my life. Mm-hmm. Well, man was created that he might have joy. That's the purpose of our creation. And everything God does to us is provided to help us learn how to experience joy. Even if we suffer and go through trials and, and, and men use their agency to be miserable and mean to us, the Lord still allows us to grow from that experience. So all these things shall give the experience and be for thy good. If we'll learn that and trust that, that's that faith muscle that we just exercise in Heavenly Father and get to the point where we just tell him, I'm just grateful whatever comes my way because I know that you'll be there for me. Yeah. And so another idea that we've talked about is that gratitude comes after sacrifice. And are we willing to sacrifice some of our own ideals, some of our own time frames? Sometimes we have these ideas of how life should go or what I want, and I want it in this time and in this order, and then it doesn't happen, and do we lose sight of the gratitude we should have for the other things? Are we willing to sacrifice our own desires or our own plans? Are we willing to sacrifice just to follow like his Ten Commandments even in life? I think those who probably do are happier than those who don't. So yeah, gratitude comes after sacrifice. I think, and you can think of sacrifice in a lot of different ways, but I would just think about service. Aren't we more grateful for what we have in the life that we are privileged to live, whatever that is for anybody, when we go outside and serve? When we go to a soup kitchen, aren't we so grateful that we get to come home to our kitchen? Even if the cabinets are ugly and we wish we had the money to replace Mm -hmm. the floors and we complain about the hardware or whatever, you guys can amend that and make it to fit your own circumstances. But when we go outside and we serve, that's a form of sacrifice. And it's blessing and helping. You're being the hands of God to bless people that he has put in your path. And I think it just makes us more grateful to sacrifice and to serve others. It, I, the word I was thinking of was appreciation. Mm-hmm. That sacrifice, when you have to sacrifice something, you appreciate it more if it actually costs you something. So costing your time, costing your emotions, costing your, your whatever your method of service is, uh-huh. you tend to appreciate that more and because I you had to sacrifice for it. The same will happen as with gratitude becoming this habit and this um, mindset that you have, you'll be more naturally inclined to serve as well. And so it can just continue to compound. It'll just be more of that compound interest. And I think it is important, too, that we point out, because you said the word joy, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's probably what I would rather be saying. We're not really striving for happiness because that's fleeting, Mm -hmm. but we are striving for joy because that's what God does want for us. So, And just like a a spiritual muscle, when they say if you'll lose yourself in the service of others, you'll find yourself. So by 
going out and appreciating all the gifts that you have and loving and serving and being grateful for, for the things that the Lord blesses you with, it just grows and you begin to find yourself. Yeah, in so. a better way and more poignantly than you can do on your own. Like he fills that for it. He fills that gap for you and magnifies and you know what I mean? So before we close, what are some thoughts you have if you were to finish up on some I final thoughts about gratitude? I have a little song. Should we end with a song? Let Don me... is going to sing us a solo. Yes. He's been practicing all week, singing, you guys. Singing, singing, I'm singing. singing. No, he's not going From to elf. sing. Yes, uh, people know. You don't have to tell our listeners so about the elf. before you close with a song, my thoughts are for the listening audience and for us, Imagine what would happen if you express gratitude more often in your relationships. Yeah. Who wants to be a part of that relationship? You appreciate being noticed and appreciated. And that's a much funner relationship to be a part of. So be more appreciative to those you love and see what happens to those relationships. Be more appreciative to yourself and the sacrifices you've made in whatever you're striving to do. And appreciate that you don't have to be perfect at it, but I'm still grateful that I'm able to pursue. And I have the opportunity every day to be perfect. I'm not, but I have the opportunity to run five miles. I didn't, but I still appreciate that. The effort that I did make, I got to do one mile. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, just be more appreciative of yourself, more appreciative of others, and see what does that does to yeah, your relationship. Yeah, and in relationships and in connection, because that is Connecting with the focus yes. of our podcast here. When you guys are with your families this week and with different friends or when the malls are crowded and Costco is a nightmare, just try to connect with others by... And thank somebody. Thank somebody. Look them. the cashier in the eye. Yeah. Put your phone away this week and just connect with people and give that gratitude and just watch what happens. You'll start to notice other places where not you can just say thank you, but you can say you're welcome. You can serve. Opportunities will just come as you try to just give that little bit of effort and gratitude of just even saying thank you at the stores or complimenting somebody. I kind of think that's like a little bit of a form Uh of gratitude. Appreciating them. Appreciation, yeah. yeah. So wait, I just thought of the big one, the epiphany, the biggest one. In your relationship with God, express more gratitude and see how that relationship blossoms. Then I will... Tell I them will what you're thankful for. tag onto that. What is it when you do poker and you? Do you know poker? Oh, I don't yeah. know why I think you know poker. Are you I don't know poker. When no, you not hold bluffing. your hand, when, when you, you like, raise I'll the bet. At, when you raise a, I'll raise you. Yes, yeah. I'll raise you one. Okay. And say that my challenge for you listeners would be this week to only pray gratitude. When you pray, just don't pray. ask for anything. Yes, just oh. pray gratitude. Can you ask to be more grateful? Sure. <laughs> and expressing gratitude. That would be, or even just start that. Wow, I like Even it. just start that gratitude journal. If you didn't start it last week, if you were not just totally blown away, right, you guys, last week journaling. by all of our talks about writing, then start that this week. So, Sarah, we'll to end close with, with a song. song. <clears throat> a musical Let me get number ready by, so that, by Just Sarah. kidding, you guys. I'm not singing for you. My favorite hymn is called Because I Have Been Given Much. And we had the chance to sing it today, actually. So that's what made me think of this. And it made me a little bit teary-eyed. I'm not going to cry here because I think it's awkward to hear people cry on a podcast. But my mom used to cross-stitch all the time. 
back in the day and she has like this 12 by 14, I don't know what size, big cross stitch of the words of because I haven't been given much and I'll have to ask her someday. I've never even wow. asked her why she has that particular song. But I'm like, mom, I love you and I don't ever want you to die. But when you die, that is what I want. Can I please have that? So she knows, hopefully mom, that you know that I that's what I want. Because it just means so much to me and I love it. And music is important to me. Not everybody who listens knows that. And when I was a little girl, I was maybe 11. I could have been 12. And I just took the hymn book one day and just walked right up to the bishop or the music chorister or whoever I thought at that time was in charge and just asked if I could sing that song for sacrament meeting in our congregation. And they let me. <laughs> so it also has a meaning to me for that because at that age, it still meant something like that to me. I understood the meaning behind the word. So I'm just going to read a few of the lines from the very last cool. verse. Because I have been blessed by thy great love, dear Lord, I'll share thy love again according to thy word. I shall give love to those in need. I'll show that love by word and deed. So saying thank you. Yes. Complimenting. And serving. And serving. Thus shall my thanks be thanks indeed. That's real So gratitude. it's about serving and, and having gratitude, I think, as one. Like it's, they're together. Use them together. And I just thought that's such a great thought as we go into the holiday season. Look for opportunities to serve and acknowledge the blessings that you have in your life. And then maybe another challenge would just be what most people probably do anyway, you guys. Just express some gratitude around the Thanksgiving table this week or send a text to your friends and family that you don't get to be with and just express some heartfelt gratitude for that person in your life and what they mean to you. So you can be expecting that from me in the mail this week. A love note, a little <laughs> note in my bag. So. Thank you. That's our that's our wish and our Thanksgiving blessings to you guys this week. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so grateful for I'm you. I'm so grateful for our listeners <laughs> and for this podcast. So have a great week. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving.